This is Steph, and I am super, super silly, just like the string in a can. This is the Southbound Collective, and this is episode number 40. Great Scott, we're up to big 4-0, almost like silly string stuff over there. I am the rad and talented Mr. Stu, so welcome to it, peepers. The purpose of this podcast is to inform and unite local athletes to training, groups, events, and opportunities in the Holma, Thibodeau, Bayou region. Maybe you've taken up swimming since it's a thousand degrees outside or like to run, bike, yoga, crossfit, gym training, paddleboarding, and so on. Whatever it is that you do, we are here to support you. This is the podcast where we discuss all things fitness, and we hope that you'll find this as your weekly one-stop shop to what's happening locally in fitness, events, and businesses that support them. Just a quick change of events. For those who may not be aware, the fourth annual Huddle Up on the 55K has been postponed. It is now going to be on Saturday, November 20th. So anyone who has registered, you should have gotten an email for those who either hadn't or didn't see the memo. Again, the Huddle Up 5K will not be on the 21st of August. It is now going to be on Saturday, November 20th. I guess all the virtual stuff that he talked about, everything will be later at that particular time at the same time as the race i'm assuming i don't it would be silly to me to to have just virtual now and then but it looks like the entire event is now like basically same same day same timeline but it's just going to be on saturday november 20th got it and then this weekend they had the tarpon triathlon in holma so big congratulations to all who participated top five males were caleb Erhart. Stephen Englehart, Henry Englehart, Mike Browning, and Jade Babin out of Thibodeau. Wow. And top five female were Heidi Arbino, Tess Talbot out of Thibodeau, Lucia Englehart, C.G. Dufresne, and Rebecca King. So again, congratulations to all who participated. I know we even had a pretty cool relay that happened this weekend too. Yeah, I think we had the top finisher of the relay was our very own Brent Ragus, Matt Kelso, and Mike Fish. And they finished first overall. Great story about that. Mike Fish actually got injured in a cycling accident a couple of years ago, so he's unable to run and ride. So Ragus and Kelso kind of worked out this deal for these relays, and they kind of joined forces with their old friend, let him do the swim. Kelso did the bike, and Ragus did the run, and then they took first place overall. So I thought thought that was a pretty sweet story. That is. I like it. So today on the show, we have a lady who started (laughs) gymnastics at the age of five, who actually started assistant coaching at 13 years of age, and has owned and managed JAG for the last 17 years. Welcome to the show, Nicole James. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on, ma'am. You're welcome. So how did you get started with gymnastics? Was it just something you wanted to try or? Actually, my mom was a PE coach and they had a gymnastics exhibition at her school. And the coach came over and put me on the bars and watched me hang. And he told my mom, you should bring her to the gym this summer for lessons. And I think I was four then and by the time I was old enough, she, she brought me at five, and I never left. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, because literally. you were before the show, we were kind of chatting, and you said how much of a gym rat you are. I was like, literally a gym rat. Any day the gym was open, I was there. I was dropped off early before classes, and then 
I would just stay because I just like to flip. It was addicting. And that's how <laughs> you basically got to be an assistant coach at so young. Yeah. I started competing at the age of 10 and then I would flip the kids that were in my class and I would kind of help spot them. And so my coach asked me if I wanted to be an assistant and, and help out with pre-team and that's how I got started coaching. So besides gymnastics growing up, did you play any other sports? No, I didn't have time. I was about to say, yeah. that makes sense. I didn't have time <laughs> for any other sports. Once I started competing, we had practice every day, Monday through Friday from like four to eight. So right after school, I would literally go straight to gym. Sometimes we would not even have a snack. We would get a ride with the coach from school. We'd walk oh, wow. from school to, or he would pick us up wherever he was at the school where he was having PE classes. And then we would ride over to the gym and be there until eight o'clock. So there was no time for any other sport, except for when I was a senior in high school, I, I got to high jump one year but that was it no other time so how often like back in the day typically have competitions competition seasons usually were from november to march and then the downtime was training so we would have at least six to seven competitions per season oh wow and we would go out of state some would be local but a lot would be out of state kind of like traveling baseball or right. traveling basketball it was um aau or usag yeah i was going to ask that so because you said it was so time consuming and then so the competition was between november and march but during that off season it were you were just constantly we in the train. gym and yeah, just there's constantly no training. like downtime right we might get a week off or two weeks off but like with any other sport if you're if you're away from it too long Mentally, especially in gymnastics, fear kind of sets in. Mm -hmm. your, your muscle memory is still there, but you still have to be comfortable enough to be able to throw the skills. So you don't want to be away from it too long because the more you do, the less the fear you have. Right. And then you lose your flexibility, you lose your strength. Say, right. Gain you, a little weight, you gain throws your weight. body off. <laughs> you get taller, <laughs> and then you have to build your strength back up to compensate for the weight that you've gained. So you just have to try to maintain. So there's like no time off. Wow. Yeah, and one example, and I only know this, my husband took gymnastics for a really long time growing up, and he had broken his pinky finger mm -hmm. riding a bike. And so whenever he actually went to go back, he had gone through a growth spurt, mm -hmm. and it was too long of a period. I mean, he could have, I'm sure, like really busted butt yeah. and, and gotten back to. into it, but it was such a period mm -hmm. at the, the wrong time. The comeback is hard that it threw like his gait and everything mm -hmm. off everything, and it, it yep. was just like to Your be able timing, to jump back into it flexibility it just didn't happen strength, so it's incredible it like because if you're constantly training as you're going through your growth spurt you're able to keep up with it like your mm -hmm. muscle and memory yeah. and all that kind of stuff wise yeah. but if you take this bigger chunk off it's yeah. just too much for you to to catch up yep it's hard so i can people see don't realize that like some round. of our kids are like oh i think i'm going to take a break and i'm thinking you ain't You're coming not back, coming back. <laughs> 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 she just needs about a month break uh she's not coming back <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people don't understand there's no break in gymnastics like there's just no break right it yeah. is your lifestyle yeah yeah you either all in or all out. So how did you, like what made you decide to open JAG? I had coached at several gyms after I graduated from college. Was working for gym owners who didn't appreciate me 
I said, if I can make them money, I can definitely make myself money and do this better and treat my coaches a whole lot better. So I said, if I ever got the chance, I was going to take the best parts of every gym that I had coached at and do my own thing. So when my mom was ready to retire, I said, so what are you going to do with that drop money? And she was like, I don't know, what do you want to do? I said, let's open a gym. And she was like, maybe, let's see what she got. So I sketched something out and I said, this is what it's going to cost. This is what the equipment's going to cost. I think we can make it happen. And once I convinced her, <laughs> that's all she wrote. That's awesome. Hmm. Yep. And you've been at your location for how long now? 17 years. It'll be 17 years in October. Yeah, because it seems like it's always been there and that area has grown so yes. much. But I mean, you've always been there. Yeah, so. we've always been. And some people still don't even know that we're there. They're like, how long have you guys been here? I'm like, where have y'all been? Under a rock? <laughs> we literally have been here for 17 years. Right. Like. Yeah, before equity yeah. was probably ever there, and venture was always there. Yeah. So, yeah, you were one of the first businesses down there. Yeah. So, what aged, I'll say children, do you take in, you and do you do boys and girls? Okay, so when we first opened, we had a, a men's and women's program. We had all of the six men's Olympic events. We had a boys team, and then we realized that was not taking off. So... I actually sold a lot of my boys' equipment to the Olympian Vladimir Otomov. I have a Russian coach, Victor, who was his coach in 88, who won the gold. So he has a gym in San Antonio. So Victor called him to see, you know, if he wanted some of our men's equipment. And he came down and he scored a 10 on the parallel bars. So he gets on the parallel bars and he's like jumping on them and moving around. I said, you could probably score a 10 on these two. He knew <laughs> I was like, I just need them out of my gym, out of my way. <laughs> right. So we ended our boys program. We actually do a program for the boys called JAG Core, and it's a combination of parkour and gymnastics. Oh, nice. Um, we have a ninja wall. Oh, um, awesome. That the kids love to run up, basically teaching them basics of flipping and how to flip off of a wall and just running around and being boys and being crazy. And what age do you do The boys, they start at five. Okay. Five and up. And there's no age limit. Now, the babies start at, I want to say, 18 months. Wow. The mom and Todd or mommy and me, whatever they're calling it, they start them up until the age of two. And then preschool is three and four. And then school age is five and up. Right. And then... Our competitive program, they have to be at least five to compete. So you have options where people can go recreationally or they can actually... In our competitive program. And our competitive program is driven more to where if they want to be college gymnast, we put them on that path. They even have the choice to be elite gymnast. But that, of course, takes a lot of work. But we have that option Mm -hmm. because we have the facility and we have, you know, the coaching staff to get them where they want to be. And do they have to try out to be on the competitive team? Yes and no. I can spot a gymnast based on body type, whether they're flexible, whether they're strong, and just natural talent. We get some that don't have all of that, but they you know, are hard workers. So it just depends. If they're naturally talented, of course I say, 
hey. You'll actually approach them. Yes, I actually <laughs> approach them. <laughs> they usually think I'm crazy. The parents are like, uh, she doesn't know what she's talking about. And usually the kids are like, she's actually good, mom. And so <laughs> we go from there. You know, their interests and if they can even handle it. Because once right. they get on team, the conditioning is usually when we lose them. They're like, that's not fun. I don't want to do conditioning. I don't want to do chin-ups. I don't want to run. I don't want to do all that sit-ups and all of that. Yeah. It's hard. That's usually what makes them walk away. So you mean gymnastics is just not being able to to flip yourself around? (laughs) That's what they're doing on the off season. Um, Unfortunately, (laughs) if it were easy, everyone would be doing it. Gymnastics is not a sport where you can everybody's going to participate. I'm not trying to down any other sport, but in soccer, everybody can run on the field. Everybody can kick the ball. Not everybody's going to be able to get on those bars, pull themselves over, cast to a handstand. It just takes a special athlete to do that. I've definitely always had more appreciation for a, a gymnast than any other athlete. And for me, it's because it's endurance. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's everything. It's physical ability. Mm-hmm. It's to be mentally strong. Yeah. Like, it tests yeah. every, every aspect. Everything. Pound for pound. Every part of pound your for body. Pound. pound for pound. And I'm not just saying this, but pound for pound, we kind of are the strongest. Victor, my Russian coach, says gymnastics is the mother of all sports. Hmm. If you start here, you can pretty much go anywhere. My gymnasts go out and dominate. Emmy Prentice. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Yeah, we had her on the show. Yes. She, I'm so excited for her, but like she started when she was a little baby. She was a little bobblehead looking gymnast. Her head (laughs) was the biggest thing on her body, but you know, her dad was a pole vaulter. Yep. Mm -hmm. And she was with us for almost nine years. And people look at her and they say, oh, she went to JAG. Let me just go to JAG real quick. And my kid will be like Emmy. Emmy started in diapers, right. plus she had the, the natural ability. Correct. Yeah. And now she's, you know, a world-class pole vaulter. So gymnastics had a lot to do with that. Absolutely. And people, you know, they don't, they don't see the blood, sweat, and tears that Emmy put in. Cause, it still puts in. Yeah. It was hard, you know, but she stuck it out, and now she's, you know, I'm so proud of her. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah she's a phenomenal athlete. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because I know, you know, several athletes and and they have that background of gymnastics and it definitely Mm -hmm. kind of puts them in a different category. They usually are above. Well, I think a lot of other athletes train specific, like very few runners actually train upper body, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Whereas with gymnastics, you are total body, like your core, which your core and people take for granted how important your core is with everything that you do. But a gymnast trains everything Everything. so regardless of what you decide to do either Mm -hmm. in addition to that or you know like if you stop gymnastics if you still have that the tendons and ligaments and Mm -hmm. all of that it is only going to help you lots of gymnasts go to diving yeah Um, i was gonna say that like swimmers is probably about the closest comparison because they seem like they have that full body Yeah. yeah yeah But yeah, a lot of them go to diving. A lot of them go to pole vaulting. I went to high jumping. My daughter did high jumping. But it just gives you an all-around, just an edge, an all-around edge, I think. I do too. But what do I know? (laughs) (laughs) More than me. I'm a little biased. (laughs) So over the years, 
from 17 years ago mm-hmm. to present day gymnastics. Talk to us a little bit about how that has changed. Even just 17 years ago. Well, let's back up even let's further back, yeah. than that. Let's go, okay, let's so go when I was plus. when I was five or when I was 10 and I first started competing, we our equipment was the vault is even different. We they had a horse back then. We called it a horse. It looks like a pommel horse, but it doesn't have pommels on it. Okay. That's what we would vault on. And now there's something called a vault table. It looks, I don't know if you've seen them vault lately, but it's completely transformed. Mm-hmm. I've never gone over a vault table. Okay. I've gone over the horse. But they changed it because we started doing a vault called the Yurchenko, which is a round-off entry vault. But you only had this much room in order to get your hands on the, the vault. Many gymnasts were missing their hands, Ooh. breaking their necks, being paralyzed so Um, they changed the equipment to go along with the new technique and the the harder skills so that it would be safer so that's changed the uneven parallel bars used to be so close together i don't know if you remember olga carbert where they would wrap around the bar they would beat the bar hips would be bruised it was just crazy stuff now they're so far apart that you can jump from one bar to the high bar and then swing between without ever hitting the low bar. Hmm. You literally have to do a release move to go from bar to bar. Right. Hmm. So that's changed. Floor, spring loaded now. We didn't have springs before. So (laughs) we got a lot of ankles and Achilles and knees being saved now because of that technology for the floor exercise and then balance beam. used to be wooden or just used to have a little suede cover on it now they're spring-loaded to where you can actually when you punch off of it you get spring action Mm -hmm. a little bit bounce not too much but enough to where it will give you a little lift and it's easier on your ankles and your knees and your achilles the matting system when we were gymnasts the mats used to be like Four inches. Four inches. Now they're like 12 inches. Oh, wow. To land on. And not only that, they're they're allowing you to use, we used to call them crash mats. Now they call them eight-inch skill cushions, which is basically like a foam mattress on top of all of that. So if you happen to peel off and land on, God forbid, your neck or whatever, you're probably not going to die. Hmm. Probably. Hopefully. (laughs) Yeah, way safer now. So is that what, because I know now, and I was watching the gymnastics events, and they have the mat that they put at the very corner, and Mm -hmm. then they slide it off. That's what you're referring to? Yeah, Okay. because we weren't allowed to have any matting except for the regular dead floor. And then when kids started hurting themselves is when they started allowing, like, you can put a little four-incher in for that tumbling pass, and then your coach will take it out so that you can finish your, your dance or your choreography without having to have that matting in the way. A lot of things have changed for safety. Right, so the skill level's getting high, but then as they allowed also more spring, people were able to, to get do more higher. more difficult which... skills, which set the bar so high, so high. Like, a lot of the skills that, you know, are being invented now we would have never like a double back was the most that we ever thought about doing and then people came along with double layouts and then full and back outs and then double in double out and arabian double for all these crazy things and remember last year 
not last year, year before last, before the pandemic, when the Auburn kid hyperextended her legs like a Barbie doll. Oh, I did see that. Oh, I did see that. Yes, like yes. a Barbie doll. Okay, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, that yeah. was crazy. Freak accident, but just, that wasn't even, that skill wasn't even heard of when we were gymnasts. But yeah, so weird. Now, and this is something whenever, you know, because you talk about all these tricks and stuff, mm-hmm. it is safe to assume that if someone's going out and doing this in their actual event that they're performing in front of judges, that they have done this Oh yeah, you've done it. You've done it again and again and again. Hundreds and hundreds of times. So you know going into it, like you have the confidence, I've done yes. this. I am yeah. capable of doing this. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I would yeah. think so because well, yeah. well, it throws me off it, when they're like, they're just going to hurt themselves. I'm like, it's not like this is the first no, time they're going out there no, doing no, that trick no. and, and they're just our, trying to prove it to themselves. No, it's our responsibility as a coach to make sure that the gymnasts have done the progression, the steps to perform a skill safely hundreds of times. You don't just say, let me just see if I right, can Right, let do me this. just throw this in there and no, see if I can no, get no, it. No, 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 no. And I like... If we get a get to a competition and I see that a kid is not nailing her routine or consistently staying on the beam, I'm the first one to say, let's take it out. Yeah. Victor, on the other hand, is like, no, we've done this hundreds of times. This is what's in their brain. I don't want to change at the last minute. And that's what I'll use it. Okay, fine. All right. She falls, it's on you. So And I can see both perspectives. Yes, I know. I'm like, take it out. I panic. Take it out. No. Be calm. If you She's take it out, this. she might Let's be more likely to have an issue because exactly. of her routine being messed yeah. up. And and forget, oh my God, I took it out, so I don't know what to do next. So I don't know. I just I like to play it safe and he's like, This is what she's programmed to do. That's what she needs to do. Okay, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. But I get it. Yeah. So over the years, you've had to change things in your gym as well, like equipment and everything. Oh, absolutely. Yes. It's not cheap either. No. Yeah. New equipment is not cheap. Trying to to upgrade, just maintaining because... I don't know if you've ever been in a pit. Mm-hmm. The foam, when it disintegrates, it starts to, in your hair, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we try to change it every two, three years. And yeah. especially if you have, like, you know, I mean, obviously the more people who are using it, oh, the faster yeah. it's going to disintegrate. Yeah. Yeah, we've had so many kids come through the gym since we've opened. We opened with 600 kids, and we've had so many families. So what do you have on the horizon? What's what's for the future? Well, we are going to compete this year. We didn't compete last year because mm-hmm. of the pandemic. They wanted to do virtual competitions where they had the parents in the parking lot watching. And I said, we're not doing that. If our parents and the families can't go in, then we're just going to sit this year out. We're not doing virtual, it's not fair. We're just gonna train and then next year we're gonna compete. So this year we're getting our meet schedule together and we've got some competitions in Baton Rouge, some in New Orleans, and I think we might go to either Florida or maybe Texas. Oh, awesome. We haven't decided yet, but we're definitely gonna compete this year. Great. Excited I bet the about girls that. are very excited. Yes. Looking forward yes. to that. Yeah, you work your behind off for now. At this point, it's been 18 months yeah. to finally get to show yeah. your talent. Yeah, they're ready. And what an awesome year to go in after the Olympics yep. yes. to be able to have all that extra exactly. ammunition. Exactly. So we're looking forward to that. Awesome. It's exciting. Yeah. Someone were looking to get into gymnastics. 
what would you recommend that they do and that they prepare themselves for? A lot of moms want their kids just to learn how to flip. So they basically want tumbling. But I recommend gymnastics first because you're gonna get the strength from the bars, the balance from beam, you're gonna get floor anyway, and plus you're gonna get conditioning, you get all around. And then if you want to focus in on just tumbling afterwards, then move to a tumbling class. But I always recommend gymnastics first to give them a core foundation. And don't expect too much too soon because it's a process. You're not gonna be flipping the first month. A lot of parents sit up there, they're just doing the same thing over and over. Well, basics have to be done over and over and then you build on basics. You don't just come in doing a backhand spring. I want to see them flip. Well, we want to see them flip too, but you still have to have the shoulder strength to hold yourself up. Because when you come down, the force is like 16 times your body weight. Right. People don't realize that. You can't just jump onto your hands and expect everything to work out. You have to have the strength to support your body and the force that's coming down. Right, safely. Hmm safely is watching grass grow they sit up there i'm not seeing anything come back in two months i promise you yeah you, you almost want to sign a piece of paper you, that says i understand that i will not ask coach why my child is not yes. flipping after They're two not weeks learning of gym anything. they do the same thing every week well guess what our team kids do the same thing every week too our team kids still do basics those forward rows that your kids are doing our team kids do that every day we do right. basics every day, forward rows, backward rows, because you got to flip on the floor in order to flip in the air. If you can't do a roll on the floor, you can't do a roll in the air. People don't get that. Hmm. Just want to do a back flip. Can you do a back roll? Well, no, but why do I need that? Because you need to be able to hold your knees to your belly. Oh, it's called a tuck. Here's your next flashcard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I think we are in such like an instant gratification society yeah. we now are. that it doesn't matter if it's food or progress with being able to yes. do a flip. Like people want it now. Yeah. I want to see her flipping now. She's two. Why isn't she on team yet? Can I just give you more money and it'll happen? <laughs> Some people think that. <laughs> and you have to respect the sport in the process. No, and that's why, like, it, the, just to be able to watch someone perform is amazing if you actually think about the dedication and the time process. that they have spent year yeah. after year after yeah. and not mm-hmm. with no off-season. Yeah. Nope. No off-season. Year yeah. after year after yeah. year. This is what they have dedicated yeah. their entire life to. Sacrifice after sacrifice. Yeah. Like, and when they finally get that yeah. two-minute you know, yeah. like time yeah. to shine. Exactly. And people don't see, you know, what the years that it took to just get there. Right. right. Yeah. Gymnastics doesn't really give a whole lot back. You have to do it because you love it. Yep. It's a very thankless sport. And you better hope that your friends and family understand and support right? you too, because that can make it a lot more difficult. <laughs> exactly. It's not like having a big football contract at the end or a big endorsement. You only right. get that if you are on the national stage and, and they happen to give you endorsements because a lot of people still don't get endorsements. You have to just love it because there's no big old NBA contract at the end. I should have played yeah. tennis. golf (laughs) right (laughs) if I'd have known then I would have been a tennis rat and not a gym rat (laughs) 
Cool, but think of all the lives. You probably are starting to get to where you have people that you've coached oh, gosh, that yeah. are bringing their kids yeah, to you. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of them come back and coach for me. Even some oh, of nice. my people who are school teachers, they, they come in and, and they coach just because they love coaching the kids. So, That's awesome. Yeah. It's an attest to your program. You know what? It is. That's it awesome. is. Well, congratulations. Thank you. I mean, what a great thing to have in Homa. Thank you. And if people want to find out more information, you have a website, you're active on Facebook. Yes. Jamesacademy.com is the okay. website. And then um, our Facebook page is James Academy of Gymnastics. And then our Instagram is team underscore jag. Okay. And we'll have all those on the show notes so people can reach out. The Southdown Collective would like to thank Homa Family Dental for their rad support. To us knuckleheads, were more so stuff than me. And have you visited the new Homa Family Dental office on the corner of Polk and 311? Your teeth will thank you. Please check out Homa Family Dental for all your family dental needs. Speaking of thanks, thank y'all for all the super duper feedback we continue to get on the regular. We say it every week and can never express enough thanks to all of you for letting us get to share your stories. We are proud of our local fitness community and want to continue to support great athletes and groups like JAG. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. This podcast is a collective interest for everyone in our fitness community. And yeah, that means you. And you should share or recommend the South Down Collective to a friend. Every week we are honored by the incredible stories of local athletes and hope you are inspired by them as well. We post new episodes every Wednesday, share links to social media. Did you miss the chat we did last week with the Huddle Up Club guys, Kip and Matt? Or maybe you missed our most popular episode we did way, way, way back in episode number one with the legendary Miss Stephanie McNabb. You'll find many other incredible, inspiring athletes' businesses in our previous episodes. And next week, we'll be joined by Brad Cortez. So until next week, keep running, keep cycling, or whatever your passion. Train hard, stay safe, and in good health. And tell a friend about the Southdown Collective. Until next time. Thanks for having me. Got wings. Comply with us. Later. Adios. That's it. Crack that.